What's happening, guys? Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I got a few things I want to talk about. Uh, Jeff Bezos sends congratulations to his ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, who's the fourth richest woman in the world. Uh, she's married a science teacher. Oh, wow. At her kid's Seattle school. <laughs> Interesting. Think of the pressure this guy has on him. Oh. <laughs> what in the world? Even if not from her. To follow Jeff Bezos? That's tough. That's tough. And you don't have to follow. You don't have to. I'm sure he doesn't have to. I'm sure she doesn't expect him to. But somewhere deep inside of you, you realize that you were one degree away from the richest man in the world. (laughs) You think prenup or no? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mackenzie Scott's new husband is Dan Jewett, a science teacher at the private Seattle Lakeside School where her children attend. The 50-year-old who was previously known as Mackenzie Bezos, uh, divorced Jeff Bezos back in 2019. Not clear yet when they got married, this new couple, or how long they've been together, but they're 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 at it. Seems like she just wanted the complete opposite of what she had, huh? And isn't that the case? Not just with men, but in general. Yeah. If you're doing a lot of something, you kind of want to go, man, I need to try something else out. But good for her. Good for her. She, she found somebody. She definitely didn't need money. Did, didn't need it. She doesn't need anything except a great companion. But Eddie, how do you know he's opposite of Jeff? I'm just assuming, like, you're the richest man in the world, big technology but guy, probably get... really busy. This guy's a teacher. He gets to be home a lot. and <laughs> Probably not richest man in the world. Not richest well, man yeah, in the world, he's all definitely that. not. But, I mean, when she was Jeff, she was with Jeff before he was rich, so. Yes, and I, if I were him, anytime that, let's say I were the science teacher. And me and Mackenzie were fighting. I'd be like, sorry, I'm not Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Oh, no, you wouldn't. That would be every argument. I'm sorry. I'm not the richest man in the world. That would be every argument, no matter what it was. What? Is that how y'all fight? Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, it would. A couple other stories I wanted to mention here to start the show. Um, All these controversies are driving me crazy. Because yesterday it was the Burger King one. Did you see the Burger King one about how... Women belong in the kitchen, but no. it was all part of a if they want to because women make great chefs. Mm, yeah, it was it was a really funny tagline that people got upset about because they're like, "Look how sexist they are!" All you had to do was read. It said, "Women belong in the kitchen." Right, that was the first tweet. Then the other tweet said, "If they want to, of course." Yet only twenty percent of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change that gender ratio. People have ruined Burger King trying to help women be chefs <laughs> because people get so hurt. The Dr. Seuss thing was so stupid. When people were like, oh, Dr. Seuss is getting canceled. No, Dr. Seuss cut itself. If I were to go, you know what? I don't want to do Tell Me Something Good anymore. You couldn't go, oh, Tell Me Something Good just got canceled. We can't believe Bobby's Tell Me Something Good. No, no, I would cancel me. I I decide not to do it anymore. Dr. Seuss's direct publisher said, we don't like some of these pictures. They don't represent what we stand for anymore, so we're going to stop with these books. Nobody canceled Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss said we don't want to continue to produce this. But this turned into a big controversy. Mm-hmm. It was like, we got to fight for Dr. Seuss. Everybody no, go buy Not even Dr. Seuss Dr. was fighting Seuss. for Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Dr. Seuss was saying, hey, some of the books that we had and some of the imagery was extremely 60, 70 years ago. I saw some of the pictures. But it was them deciding they didn't want to produce it anymore. Not, nobody canceled Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss said, we're going to stop doing this because we don't really like where it is. And the people were accusing them of, like, cancel culture? Yes, and it was not. It's the opposite of that. But it doesn't matter. All you need is a headline, right? And then the other one was Mr. Potato Head. Oh, yeah. Where people were like, I like my potato head with a gender. Mr. Potato Head still exists. 
the overall brand is just Potato Head now. But they're still Mr. Potato Head and they're still Mrs. Potato Head. But because it became a political headline, we demand, you haven't thought about Potato Head in 25 years. Unless you're watching Toy Story, (laughs) you haven't thought about Potato Head at all. And as a matter of fact, they still they didn't take away Mr. Potato Head. They just made the Potato Head brand be able to be more than just the guy with the mustache. So those are three really dumb controversies that have happened in the past few weeks that people weaponize. They weaponize Potato Head, Dr. Seuss, and Burger King to split people up. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. And we let them. We let them do that to us. I don't. I don't, because I, I split up from everybody anyway. I, I have seven potato heads now at my house. <laughs> I went I went. I bought a bunch of Burger King, a bunch of potato head, and I'm full of Dr. Seuss books. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Raymundo has asked that we do a press conference about what, Ray? Your wedding. Okay, what do you have here? All right, I got to start. Okay, there's all these people coming in. Oh, oh the reporters are here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to Ray with the Raymundo Times. When are we going to find out the month so we can plan our calendars? He's one of the guys that's been texting, by the way. Oh, Ray is asking oh, you? Oh, yeah, sure. I tell you what, block out all of June, <laughs> and then I'll let you know. All right, that works. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, when should people start to expect to save the dates? I would say today. I think they could actually come in the mail today. We sent them out last week, and I think today they should get there. And they look pretty cool too. They got a picture on them. Yeah, and they, they, somebody writes real fancy with a mark with a sharpie on it. Calligraphy. Like calligraphy. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty cool. I was like, dang, where'd you where'd you get that font? And they were like, <laughs> we paid somebody like a hundred bucks to do it. Her name's Barbara. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> All right, what else? Hey. Any updates on Eddie, uh, our producer Eddie, on planning, helping the bachelor party and stuff? Let me go over to Eddie. Eddie, are there any updates? Uh, not really. No. I mean, what? No, there's no planning going on. Bones got it all figured out. No, I don't have it all figured out. But you're gonna. Okay, I, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Like, hey, I feel bad. Like, I should really start like booking some hotel rooms or something, and we're gonna go somewhere. So we need to chat. Really, like, this is honest, honest me. Like, we need to chat a little bit about what this I is need honest to do. Honest me. Yeah. Hotel? Where are y'all going? Yeah, where are we we're going? going? Somewhere. I, you we're, don't even know where we're going. We're not staying here. I'll tell you that much. Ooh, heads Carolina, tails California. <laughs> We just flip a coin. (laughs) All right, what else? Pretty important question here. Is everyone on the show invited to your wedding? I think so. Right? Don't look at me. (laughs) I don't know your invite list, but I would assume 100% yes. I would assume so. Not everybody got a plus one on the show, but I think everybody got invited. Okay, what else? Over under five country stars will be at your wedding. Over, probably. Over. That's a I, safe bet. That's is it? Yeah. yeah. Let me think here. I, and I don't, we don't know the answer. We're just guessing. Yeah. Let me think here. Not out loud. <laughs> I, I would say probably over. Yeah! The weird thing is it's happening like, you know, early summer and shows will start to be back. So hopefully we get to save the date to them before they start booking. Start. Yeah. Because one of our dear friends has a show on that, like a festival. He's headlining a festival that night. So his wife will come, but he will not be able to. Dang, didn't think about that. Yeah, so that's why we got to get him out there quicker. Anything else, Raymundo? This is the last one. Do people have to prove that they got the vaccine to get into your wedding? Everybody will have it, I'm sure, by the time this happens. I would assume it'll be available. And if you don't get it, but 80% of the people have it, then that's on you. I don't think I'm going to need the vaccine passport. But I think everybody will have it by this time. This is why we moved the wedding. I think we made a pretty good strategic decision. It was tough for us to go, let's move it back a few months. Because we don't want to wait. 
but we did, and I think it's going to turn out to be pretty. Unless we get some kind of weird Kentucky variant, you know? Instead what, of like, what is that? Well, it was like the South African. It was a joke because oh. there are variants all over the world. Okay. Yeah. My, my COVID humor, not hitting well this not morning yet. this early. I didn't get that. Raymond, do anything else? Yeah. That's all we have for now. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it's being dubbed the wedding of the summer. Because oh, it's the only right? wedding in the summer. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Ray. Amy sees more celebrities out and about than anybody I know. Another one? Two. two. Oh my goodness. I got a two for <laughs> two at once. So in another edition, in another edition of Stars Are Just Like Us, mm-hmm. what were you doing? Hiking. No, when you hike, is that like a real hike I know. or walking I a trail? Just, I was on a trail. Okay. No, just But I mean, it's a hike. It's in the woods. You we all go there. It's a place you just kinda hike sometimes. You can go up <laughs> and your heart rate gets up and you're like, oh, you could wear hiking shoes if you wanted mm-hmm. or you could also wear. It's basically a road that's okay. in the woods, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're hiking. Mm-hmm. I'm hiking. And are you with anybody else? Yeah, my sister. And then you're walking, a lot of people out there? Do, 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 walking, walking, got my dog and lots of people. And then from afar, I see a familiar face mainly because he was my neighbor forever until we moved and he moved, TJ Osborne. Oh. And I was like, oh, because he's so tall and it's like hard to miss TJ. And also he's talking. You can hear him from a mile away talking like this. So I'm kind of dialed in like, oh, yay. I get to say hey because I went from seeing him like every day sometimes to never really seeing him. So I'm saying hi and I'm like, oh, who's that he's with? Oh, Casey Musgraves. (laughs) So she was walking her cute little dog and so stopped and said hi to both of them. And they were super kind. And then we all continued on our way. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have masks on? No. Because I don't have a mask on when me, I'm walking. Me but, neither. But I'm saying to recognize, it'd be tough to recognize someone in a mask. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But no, there was no mask, but everyone was still safe. And nobody was bothering them? No. I could, they they were probably more on the end of their hike, mm-hmm. and we were more on the beginning. So I'm sure that they encountered people, but I think people just let people be there. Do you think that those two... Later that evening, if they're having dinner, we're like, you know who we saw on the trail? Amy. No. <laughs> Amy Brown. Not at all. And, and listen to mm-hmm. No? No. I only bring it here because it is kind of funny sometimes how, and to our listeners, I mean, it's just part of the Nashville life is running into people sometimes and then also reporting back how kind they are. Like, yeah. like that's what we do here. If I had had a rude encounter, I probably just wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah. Or I would have said, guess the celebrity that was rude to me. <laughs> She'd have done uh, what, blind item? <laughs> yeah, blind item. But no, uh, no. TJ I, was still cool? Yes, always. Did he give you a hug or no? No, we didn't touch. Oh. No. <laughs> St- no, I don't think we're there yet. Pre-COVID for sure. Uh, Katie's on in Austin, Texas. Hey, Katie. Talking about celebrities that are cool. What do you have for us, Katie? So I was at Studio One to One Bar in Austin, South by Southwest, with my then-girlfriend, now-wife. Um, Bill Murray's manager comes up. We had the the best booth in the house, and um, Bill Murray's manager comes up and says, "Bill, you know, Bill wants to sit uh, sit here." And I was like, "Okay, he can sit here, but he can sit with me. I'm not giving him my booth." And he was like, "All right." So Bill comes, he sits next to me, and all these people are trying to take like side eye selfies. And I was like, "Bill." You're bringing a whole lot of attention onto me, making me kind of uncomfortable. And he just died laughing. And I never got a selfie. I never got an autograph. I'm not like that. So um, anyway, that was just a really cool Austin night, you know? That's a great story. I've always heard Mm -hmm. Bill Murray's awesome. Uh, Thank you for that call. 
You know, there's a whole documentary about how cool Bill Murray is. Ed, have you seen it? I have. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, anyone that's met Bill Murray that I've known has said he's either extremely weird or extremely awesome. <laughs> and that's how we want him to be, right? Yes. <laughs> The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Trisha Yearwood is releasing her fourth cookbook this fall on September 28th. She wrote it while in quarantine, and it's called Trisha's Kitchen, Easy Comfort Food for Friends and Family. The book even includes some of Garth Brooks' favorites. Nico Moon's song, Good Time, just went number one, and he talks about being in the car when he first heard his song on the radio. I cranked that thing up so loud. I was at the red light, and people were kind of like looking over, and I hate being that guy because I'm not that guy. I'm not that one to roll my windows down and blast it and bother everybody else, but, you know, I had to do what I had to do in that moment. Thomas Rhett is dropping side A of his double album Country Again on April 30th. He says the album is a return to his roots. So I feel like this whole record is a bit of a return to my roots for sure. It's been kind of happening the last couple of years. I feel like that I started to think different. I started to think a little bit more simple. I started to live a little bit more simple. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A Maryland handyman has become a hero to a family he did work for after donating a kidney to save a man's life. Daniel Reynolds, 62, was doing odd jobs around the house for Mary and Tony and Telly when he noticed Tony wasn't looking so good. So he said, who's 75 years old, he said, are you feeling okay? He said, no. He had started dialysis because his kidneys were failing. So without skipping a beat, Reynolds said, hey, what's your blood type? Same as his. He goes, I'd be honored to give you my kidney. That is, that is crazy. Tests found out. They did all the tests. They were a match. They went through the kidney transplant last week. Unbelievable. That right there is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from England. Back in November, a guy serving a 17-year prison sentence escaped from prison. Hasn't been seen since. Been in hiding. Hadn't gone out in public. Well, the new Call of Duty came out, and he's like, man, got to go get that video game. That. So he took a trip to the city, and that's when cops recognized him. I, yeah, yeah, I get it, dude. After that long, he gets busted <laughs> going to get a video game. My question is, why couldn't he just download it? That's true. You could do that now. I mean. Well, he's been in prison for so long, maybe he didn't know that. But how long, how long has he been out? Since November. He escaped in November. I don't know. That's enough time, Eddie. <laughs> that's enough time to learn how the PlayStation crumbles. I'm Lunchbox, and that's your bonehead story of the day. We have more callers that are hitting us up about celebrities that were nice. Uh, Kimberly in New Orleans is on. Hey, Kimberly, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? Pretty good. What's going on? I figured y'all wanted to hear a funny story of meeting Channing Tatum. Would love it. Go ahead. So basically, he has a mutual friend of my sister, and my sister tends to have a lot of summer parties and pool parties. And I get a phone call from my niece when I was at the grocery store saying that Magic Mike was at her house. (laughs) So I ran my car over there so fast, I left my eggs, I left my meat, I left everything that I bought from the grocery that day in my car when it was a hot summer day to run inside and completely act like I didn't know who he was, so he wasn't, like, freaking out, I guess. I I was freaking out, but I don't know. So I ran into my niece's room, screamed for a minute... And then walked back out calmly and then just smiled and said hello. And he said hello. And he was really, really nice. You have a shirt on? And he ended up taking a couple pictures after. 
He, he had sh- a shirt on. Yes, he had a shirt on. At a pool party? No, oh, come on. <laughs> Dang, that's no, that's not Magic Mike. <laughs> he was nice though. That's cool. He was awesome. He was very, very nice. He took a couple pictures with us after, and um, he was just—he was a really down-to-earth kind of guy, and uh, I appreciated that. Was he strikingly good-looking, even if he wasn't famous? Would you have been like, "Wow, that's a good-looking guy"? He, yes. He was definitely still good looking. Kimberly, thank you for your call. Hope you have a great day. I was hoping he would show me. Thank you. You too. Oh, hope show show me what. We can't stop it there. (laughs) He's hoping he'd show you what. I was I was was hoping he would show me a little magic mic move, but I mean he didn't. So Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed with that. But other than that, it was it was a great moment. (laughs) All right, have have a good day, Kimberly. Thank you. You too. All right, bye bye. Uh, Let's play the most recognizable guitar riff game. All right, guys, you ready to play? Ready. Yep. Guitarworld.com has an article of the most recognizable guitar riffs of all time. I went online and found the isolated track. So when they go into the studio, they record the guitar by itself, right? And that's what you're going to hear, the actual by itself guitar track. So you're only going to hear a guitar. See if you can name it. Here's a pretty hard one for you guys, probably. It doesn't count, but hit it. Example. That would be Back Iron Black. Man. Iron Man. Oh. All right, here we go. This is guitar riff number one. Okay, Amy. Sweet Home Alabama. Lunchbox. Sweet Home Alabama. Eddie. Turn it up. Sweet Home Alabama. There you go. Which, by the way, Amy's wearing a Kiss shirt today. Mm. Ow! I'd like for you to go ahead and name a couple of Kiss songs. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. and I So per- you prepared? No. I oh. went, I thought, <laughs> shoot, I need to Google Kiss songs. You know then, their biggest song. I'm sure, like a lady. What? That's Aerosmith. <laughs> like a lady. She was singing, dude, <laughs> looks like a lady. <laughs> I, I, meant to, I meant to look them up before mm-hmm. you had a chance to ask me, but I've been... You would know, I want to rock and roll all night and party Party every every day. day. Uh, Uh, Detroit Rock City, Mm -hmm. Hard Luck Woman. Hard Luck Woman. Okay, now you're just saying (laughs) words. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's see. On to the next song. Can you name this guitar lick? Both trying to sing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, Lunchbox looks like he's praying. He's got his eyes closed, <laughs> talking to somebody. <laughs> All right, five seconds, guys. Okay. You got it, Amy. Yeah, man. Okay, Lunchbox, what do you have? I have Blink-182, All the Small Things. Amy, what do you have? What's my age again? Eddie? What's my age mm. again? What's what my age Can you play just that guitar lick back again? Here's the... Come on. So it's just the early part? Yeah. Right? And then it gets into it. Is Go ahead. 
It was a Friday night, I was alone, and it's a feeling right. We started making out, and I turned off my fans, and then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. All right, Lunchbox is eliminated. Thanks for having me, it was fun. It was fun. Good time. Name this guitar lick. Close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy, I gotta have an answer. <laughs> Amy, you got <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, it can't get it to come to me, which is weird. It normally does by this point. Yeah, yeah. You're saying no words. Yeah, I know, but I don't need the words. I I'll heard get there. field in there somewhere. Something about staying alive. Yeah. Staying alive, yeah. <laughs> and then, da, 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 We've heard da, that a few da, times, da. yeah. <laughs> but what are the words to that? I'm not going to Now get and then when I see your face, it takes me away to that special place. I probably break down and cry. That's where I say it. Wow! Oh, sweet child of mine! Oh, sweet child of mine! Eddie, you got that, right? I got to tell mine. But should we give that to her, though? No, she knows I didn't have it. No, I didn't have it at all. Disappointed. You sang the whole thing, though, like a champ. You did sing the whole thing like a champ. Well, none of it, actually, <laughs> but you... Eddie, that was a quick game. Yeah, it was. I'll yeah. give you one more, because I want to save some of these for, right. for a different game. Come on. Let me do... Let me see. Try number eight. Got it. You do? Yeah, I yeah, got it. Hey, let it play for a minute. So the listeners can get it. Okay, what is that? That's the middle. Yeah, from Jimmy. Yeah. Okay, well, Eddie, you are the winner. Are we going to play this again? Maybe. Okay, good. We have, we have another game ready, so maybe later on this week we'll do that. Woo. All right, here you go. Did you like the game? I love it. I know you course. do. Did you like the game? Yeah. Not really? I mean, no, I liked it. I just am disappointed in my performance. Maybe we do it a different way. Maybe we get a caller on and have them go over under on Amy. Yeah. If- I need to be, yeah, I need to be quicker. I just got to get to it. I don't know. Sweet child of mine, how hard was that on the scale? Yeah. Like, are there harder ones or are there easier ones? You're asking the wrong guy. Because <laughs> you know them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just unfair. That's like going, okay, in Arkansas history, right? But <laughs> Here's a voicemail we got last night. I need some advice. My boss and his wife are the owners of their company, and there's about four people that work in our office, including the two of them. Um, Me and the other girl, she is pregnant, and our boss just found out that they had COVID. Well, they just told me today that they've been coming in after hours to do some things around the office. I don't know if I should bring it up to them or not, so I'm really hoping you guys could give me some advice because he is um, pretty sensitive when it comes to telling him how to do stuff. I don't know that you scold them, but I think you could say, hey, I know you guys had COVID. Do you want us to chill back for a couple of weeks since you guys have been in the office? I I think you present that as, hey, would you like us to do this since you did that? Not, hey, don't do that. 
you know? Yeah, that's a good way to position it. It's all in phrasing, especially if he's sensitive. I would go, hey, I know you guys have COVID and you've been up there. If it's easier for you guys, because I know you don't want us getting COVID. I know you don't want the pregnant coworker to get COVID. You probably want us to stay home, right? That's how I'd position it. And then if he says, no, we want you to go in and, and heck, lick the keyboards, then you have to have a... A real talk. A, yeah, a little more of a real talk. Now, here is Herman from California. I think I'm getting scammed and I wanted to ask you about it. I want to know, uh, trying to rent an apartment and they want me to send them a $600 money order before I get the keys. What do you think? Is that a scam? All right, you guys stay cool. It's hard to know if that's a scam straight up. The money order thing is weird. Mm-hmm. That leads me to think scam. Because a money order, there's really no tracking like a check. Money order is basically cash. I would say, hey, can I send you a check if that's for a deposit? Because your name's on it. That can't just go anywhere. It only goes to the person it's sent. It feels scammy. But I would say, can I send it to you as a check? And if they say no, then I'm probably a bit more concerned. Because the money order is how they get people on Craigslist. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's like, make a money order, send it to us. And also, what's the 600 for? If it's for deposit, I get it. Or first and last. It feels scammy, but I'm not going to commit to scam. There's more questions that need to be asked here. Feel good on that? Yeah. All right, let's open up the mailbag. Here we go. Bobby's Mailbag. Hello, Bobby. I've been going out with a guy that I met on a dating app. He's a lawyer, and we've been talking now for a while, and we've been on a few dates. The other night, he took his shoes and socks off for the first time in front of me, and his toenails were painted. I was totally caught off guard. And to be honest, it was an instant turn off for me. Do you think I'm wrong for suddenly not liking him after that? Should a guy tell you right away he paints his toes? Or is it okay to find out by him casually taking his socks off during a movie night? Thank you. Signed, Kelly. Amy, you want to go first on this one? Uh, I feel like I would want to know. I think that that's something you disclose almost in your dating app profile. <laughs> Here's what I think. Like under- I think you have to disclose that you're taking your socks and shoes off. Because who knows why his toenails are painted? Does he have a niece that painted his toenails and he didn't go get toenail polish remover on? Who knows why his toenails are painted? Well, if that's the case, then yeah, he doesn't need to tell you. But if so, don't you think that comes up date one? I think it comes up before. No, I don't. But I think it comes up when you <laughs> take so your random. shoes and socks off. I think if you're, unless he just forgot, I tend to side with him because I don't, if his nails aren't painted, he's not wearing a bunch of earrings or his hair. Wow. It's I, probably just a, ki- a kid in the family who painted his toenails. So I say, don't, don't write him off yet. Just ask him, hey, what's up with your toenails being painted? Okay, and so what if he says, I love to get pedicures and I paint my my toes are always painted? Good scenario, Amy. What if? Is she wrong for, like, is that a, is, that's okay if that's her, if she, she shouldn't feel bad about it if she's not attracted to that. I think if you like them, it's a, and if you're struggling dating, it's a weird reason to just write somebody off completely. Mm-hmm. But... I guess if it makes you vomit, <laughs> then you got to go. I just I think there are worse things that people oh. can do except paint their toenails. Well, of course there's worse <laughs> things. I'm just talking about a level. I just feel like maybe the, I would want to know that beforehand. I want to know if your nipples are pierced, if you're a guy. Oh, <laughs> interesting. You, and if you, well, <laughs> there's no six-year-old niece piercing your nipples, right? I would think that right. comes up but before you take your shirt exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> like one day you have him over and y'all are, y'all are going to go swim and he takes his shirt off and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
I found out once that a guy. I knew this was personal to her. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going. She's way too passionate about nipple piercings. No, he didn't even have his nipples pierced anymore, but I had been on probably four dates with a guy. I really, really liked him. And we're casually talking one night, and he brings up how he had his nipples pierced, and so he could still put the piercings in <laughs> if he wanted to. And I couldn't get over it. Be- I mean, we just weren't going to be compatible anyway, But and I'm not saying I'm right for this by any means. I just personally thought, oh, I'd, I don't know if I can handle if one day you decide you want to put them back in. Not my thing. So that was weird for me. So you punished him for his past that he's changed pun- from? No. He, I, I could tell he's probably still open to it. <laughs> so I just felt like if, if he'd had him in, I would have wanted to know on date one. What about a tongue piercing? <laughs> because there were guys that had their tongues pierced. I am yeah. also not into that. So I would probably want to know. But that you can see right away. Here's the thing about this guy with his toenails. He probably should have told you before he took his shoes and socks off. Mm-hmm. If you dump him because he has his toenails painted and you never even asked him, you didn't like him that much anyway. So now that's what we need to ask. Do you paint your toenails? No, it's your toenails are painted. Why? Oh, yeah. As soon as you saw them, instead of sending me an email, you should have said, (laughs) hey, why are your toenails painted? But we like the email. I I agree. Yeah, but we are saying don't write him off. She's asking, "What do, am I you wrong? You don't write for- him off. You figure out why, and then you make your decision. Yeah, figure out why. And if the worst thing he does is paint his toenails and you dump him. He still could be it, a really great guy. That's on you. Then you're the reason you're not with somebody. All right, there you go. Don't write. I, I imagine it was his niece who did it in my, my scenario. <laughs> his niece did it. But because, you have no idea. <laughs> I don't, but we all speculate. See, I'm picturing him at his weekly pedicure. Picking out his color. Ooh, and y'all could share. Like, if you get a new color, you could borrow it. All right, there you go. Close up the mailbag. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. If you want to send us an email, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. The Bobby Bones Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So one in three remote workers say that they'll quit if they have to go back to the office. Okay, they talk a big game, but they ain't quitting. (laughs) You may have some of them be annoyed. But they ain't quitting their job. Mm-hmm. Well, they got they like home sweet home, working from home. Well, who doesn't, right? But I think, too, a lot of people learn a lot of things. One, I think a lot of jobs learned we don't have to have all this space for people to work in. Like, we could probably save money on rent. I know in our industry, our company's going, heck, man, people are doing good shows from their house. We don't need to have humongous radio stations now. I think a lot of industries are learning this. And I think people are also realizing, too, they can be as or more productive without always going into the office. But you're going to tell me that one of three people would quit their job when there aren't a lot of jobs to go around? No way, no way. Yeah, you're full of crap. All right. (laughs) So after Oprah's big interview with Meghan Markle, Twitter has spoken, and they want Oprah's next sit-down to be with Britney Spears. I think Britney Spears would be good to be interviewed by anybody at this point. I think everybody feels like she's kind of locked down. And I think people feel like they can trust Oprah because Oprah doesn't need uh, a headline grab to be famous. So I'd be curious to what Britney would have to say. But yeah. I always want to hear from the other side. I said this about Meghan Markle and Harry. I wanted to hear from the other side. They're getting trashed in an interview. At least let them talk. Like Oprah or she had Gail go and talk to them. You want it like court. Well, they have to be together. Hmm. But at yeah, least let somebody respond. Yeah, let, let them respond because there's some pretty harsh allegations that they were throwing out. 
Uh, okay, I would love to see Britney Spears, and I still haven't watched the Britney Spears documentary. Oh, you haven't watched Framing Britney? I don't have a password, and my heart will not allow me to log into Hulu with one of you guys' passwords. Well, just swing by the house. You I can know, watch it. It I won't know. take long. And? So Gary Lavox of Rascal Flats uh, has a new clothing line coming out, and here he is talking about the collection. My style is kind of different than other stuff, and I love the jackets and the jeans and the wallet chains and all that stuff. So it's kind of like we'll have show pieces like I actually wear on stage. And a dollar of every single thing that I sell goes to the Tim Tebow Foundation. This wallet chain I'm looking at is $84.99. Yeah. It says, literally, the designer that made Gary's custom wallet chains has made yours, too. Very special. 80, I can tell you this. I've never had a wallet chain in my life. I'm not a wallet <laughs> chain guy. But that's a, that seems like an expensive wallet chain. You ever seen him wear a wallet chain? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've seen for sure. That. And also, if he's out in the woods, which he's spent a lot of his time out in the woods, he's chained so he doesn't lose his wallet. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, his line is for both men and women. So we all have it to look forward to. <laughs> have I told the story on air about him texting me at 4 o'clock in the morning? No. I don't think so, no. Maybe it was 3 o'clock in the morning. All I know is I get a notification on my phone. I'm on this app, Clubhouse, and it's kind of dumb. But I'll get on there sometimes. And it's like a an online room where a lot of people can go and have a talk, like out loud. And you can just listen to p- people speak, basically. And so I get a notification that Gary Lavox is in Clubhouse because he's one of my friends. Uh, and uh, so I, I didn't mean to hit him and to swipe out of it. But actually swipe into the room and Gary's like talking about something. I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? It's three o'clock in the morning. I get out of it. So Gary sees me get in and then leave and then text me. He's like, hey, get back in the room. I want you to talk. And I'm like, I'm asleep. Like, Kaylin's asleep next to me. I can't. She'll kill me. No, man, get in the room. Get in the room. I'm like, no. If I start doing uh, some sort of TED talk on my phone at three o'clock in the morning while she's asleep, <laughs> she's going to kill me. It's not going to be good. And he's like, come on, man. We've been writing all night. We're having a good talk here. And I was like, and so I had to turn my phone off and turn it upside down. What? I sound old here, but who's he talking to in the clubhouse? So clubhouse is an app where people can get online and talk about a subject. It's like a conference call, but anybody can go in and listen. And there are a few people that are given a microphone. Gotcha. So if I wanted to host a clubhouse on radio, I could go in and invite Eddie and invite a couple other radio friends. And then we could tell everybody they could just come and listen. That's cool. It's like an app, like an auditorium to go listen to a speaker. But then when you go and listen to Gary and you don't stay, he comes after you personally. Yeah. <laughs> Text you. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this woman, Kimberly, was pregnant and started to feel some pains in her stomach. Well, it turns out they were contractions, but way early. She was 24 weeks pregnant. That's like halfway there-ish. And she ended up giving birth in a hospital that wasn't equipped with a NICU unit. So the baby was premature, but they didn't have what they needed. Well, Dr. John Lloyd, who's a neonatologist at Dell Children's Medical, heard about this. He packed up his SUV with all his NICU equipment and made the two-hour drive to Marble Falls area in winter storm weather in Texas. That's why they were like, we don't really know what we're going to do. We can't. This weather is so bad. Well, shout out to Dr. John Lloyd because he came to save the day and he described the baby as the most vulnerable patient in the state of Texas at the time. That's crazy. Good Mm -hmm. for him. And he said that it's pretty cool because now this baby's chance of growing up, going to school, having friends and all the things... Is likely going to happen. That's a that's awesome. But she's going to be in the hospital Shout for quite again. some time. Uh, Dr. John Lloyd. Dr. John Lloyd. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> Amy's joke coming up in a second. First, a couple of weeks ago, Lunchbox got a package in the mail. 
in the package was a lottery ticket. He scratched it. He won $25, but there was a problem. Yeah, the ticket was from Florida, and so I can't drive down to Florida for $25, so I had to mail it. So he called the lottery office to see if when they give him his money, they'll give him a giant check (laughs) for $25. (laughs) You know, because on TV, they give them that big check. For the big jackpots. (laughs) That's their rule. So here's a clip. Hello, it's a great day to win with the f***ery. This is I got a question for you. So I won $25 in your wonderful lottery. I had a scratch off, and I hit it big Uh for $25, and I mailed it to you guys, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm hoping that you guys can mail me one of those big checks that I see on the news. Uh-huh. Um, no one's ever asked me. And I've been working here for 20 years now. I've never had anybody ask me for a giant check for a $25 scratch-off winner. I mean, I, I kind of feel like you're laughing at me like it's kind of funny, but... No, sir. It's just that it's so unusual to get this call... You know, I, I, I'm, uh, it is, you got to admit, somewhat humorous to think that you want a giant check for $25. Well, I want to walk into my bank with that big check and be like, I'm here to deposit $25. Sir, you do realize that these checks are not legal tender. They're just for show. No, I didn't realize that. I thought they were real. Like, I thought they took that to the bank and you cash it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so do, do we have a deal? Are you going to be mailing me that $25 big check? Well, I think you can tell that we're not going to be sending you no checks, sir. Have a nice day. Possibly the nicest guy ever. The whole time, I felt like he had a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. By the way, those checks are like $80 just to make. What? Like they cost that much to buy. That's ridiculous. Those, so you wouldn't want to check. No, I would owe them 25 right. minus 80. Yeah, they'd invoice you and send you the check. Uh, how do you know how much those cost? Because we've had to do them before. <laughs> so you had to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> We've done big charity giveaways for or big charity gives, and if the gives a few hundred thousand dollars, you pay like eighty bucks and get one of those big fake checks. Yeah, but not for twenty five dollars. Not for twenty five dollars. Let's go over to Amy and get the joke. The morning corny. I always take my problems to Tommy. He'll figure something out. Here's the thing about that joke. Amy was laughing out loud. I said it wrong though. Can I do it no, again? He'll figure, Tommy. He'll figure. He'll figure. Oh. I said, I said, he'll. I, had, I said, he'll, and I should have said, he'll, he'll, he'll figure, he'll oh. figure something out. Tommy, he'll figure. And I'll tell you guys, I didn't get that. At <laughs> I didn't get it. Well, at all. Okay, okay, she okay. was laughing over by herself because <laughs> I thought it was funny. You can I say just, it again, but I think you my, said it the right way. I did. Why did it not come in my head? It was so much funnier <laughs> than when it came out of my mouth. You, you can That's say it again. That's the Go problem ahead. a lot of times. Say it again. Okay, I always take my problems to Tommy. He'll figure something out. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time. (laughs) Maybe. That was the morning corny. Maybe just wear that on the days you're wearing Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, boy. I don't know if I have one of those. (laughs) Didn't you used to run these by Mike D? (laughs) That doesn't happen anymore. I don't think so. No, I I have free creative control. This guy's watch was stolen is now offering a $50,000 reward. Mm. So he's a jeweler. He was wearing a watch. Again, $50,000 is the reward, but the watch is worth $500,000. Whoa. It's a $500,000 rose gold watch. The thing is, if I were to see this guy wearing this watch, it just looks like a $40 watch. There's nothing special about it? I guess the intricacies inside of it, but it's... And if you have a half million dollars on your arm, the thing that's confusing to me is why don't you have... 
a $25 an hour security person walking near you. If you have a half a million on your arm. Right? Yeah. It's always crazy when someone's just out rolling with a million dollar jewel. Someone walks up, steals it, and runs away. And they're like, oh, dang, I didn't know how to stop them. Hmm. Yeah, you get a million dollars on. If you were carrying $500,000 in cash in a bag, don't you think you'd have someone walking with you to yeah. protect that? Same thing with this watch. I, if you have that much money. And also, I think 50000 bucks is going to need to be upped a little bit once people find out it's worth half a million dollars. But apparently, he was sitting at a place and three armed thieves came up behind him and made the move to steal the watch. So obviously, they knew. But a half a million dollars just chilling on your arm. That's heavy. I, I wouldn't take my eyes off of it or everybody around me. I would just be like this. Look at the watch. Look at everybody around me. Look at the watch. I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing that. A woman in Australia who was accused of embezzling around $20 million has been missing since November. Her severed foot was just found. Oh, no. And the cops think there's a good chance that she cut her own foot off to fake her death. Oh. That is... Would you cut your own foot off for $20 million? No, that's the That's the question. You know the answer. Wait, I don't know your answer. For $20 million. (laughs) You're crazy. If someone said, Eddie, I got 20 million. You got four kids, Eddie. You got two foster kids. Bones, I don't think I'd be able to do it, even if I wanted the money. Like, there's no way I can sit there and look at my foot as I cut it off. What if if somebody was going to do it for you? Yeah, and you... Different. Yeah, now now I'm thinking hard about Are you put under? Okay, I don't know. You get full... (laughs) Anesthesiologist <laughs> care. And anesthesia. Yeah. Yeah, a little different if somebody else does it. A missing woman accused of fraud may have severed her own foot. Oh. The body part was found in a shoe 248 miles away from her Sydney home. Hmm. She vanished last year. She's accused of swindling $14 million worth of investors' funds or some other money, apparently. Would you have a <laughs> lose a foot for $20 million? You have to do it yourself. Okay. With Easy. a with a, a, a buzzsaw. I wouldn't, oh god! I wouldn't be able to do that to myself. So you, so the answer is no. No, Eddie. It's not possible, man. I can't even get a splinter out of my finger sometimes. Yeah, I don't think I could either. Lunchbox. That's what prosthetics are made for. Yeah. It's instances like this for twenty million dollars. If there's twenty million dollars stacked right here in this room, you would give me a saw and I would just sit there oh. and stare at that money and just. Cut. No, cut. You're crazy. no cut. way. You're crazy. Yeah, Get the twenty million. We'll find out. <laughs> It's a dare. (laughs) There's no way. I want to play this audio from uh, Bath and Body Works where the customers and the employees all brawl, which you better believe I'd have my cell phone out. I would not be in the fight, but I'll be recording this whole thing. So a brawl broke out in Scottsdale, Arizona because somebody cut in line. Oh. And you know what? I get it. (laughs) You understand that? I get it. Not a lot of things fire me up, but somebody cutting in line, because that's disrespecting everybody else. That's thinking that you're better than everybody else, and you can just hop in there. Cutting in line is a no-go. Uh, talking in the movies is a no-go. There are a couple of them that oddly really set me off, because it's just about disrespecting folks. But that's what happened here. In this video that I saw on Twitter, employees and customers are seen fighting at the Fashion Square Mall Bath & Body Works location. The Twitter user says a woman was standing too close to another customer. They started arguing. Somebody cut in line. Here you go. Here's a clip. Usually, when you hear something like this right now, it's because of a mask. It's like, I don't want to wear a mask. Wear a mask. Boom, boom. All line cutting. 
Something else that fires me up is if I'm in the parking lot and I've been waiting for a spot, <laughs> and I'm on the right side, right, and I've been sitting there with my blinker on, and then the person backs out and the person behind them that hasn't been sitting there as long goes right to that spot, yeah. that fires me up. But that's also cutting in line. Same thing. What small thing irritates the crap out of you? Because someone cut, it's like the person who drives all, if, so, if we're all waiting in line to get off the highway, and we've been waiting. For, oh, and somebody yeah. flies all the way up and then just turns their blinker on at the front. Yeah, I hate that. Ooh, I do not like that because it's disrespectful to everybody else behind you. But that's mine. What is it to you that irritates you? The parking spot one has gotten me a few times, and I had an awkward encounter with a woman that did that to me, and I, I think I just made a like a disappointed, maybe confrontational face through my car window, but she could see me. And then we both ended up going into the same yoga class and we made amends because she didn't really do it on purpose. I don't think maybe a little bit, but then once we got in the same yoga class, we realized we needed to breathe and let it go. But I did get a little worked up at that you know, but you, you're waiting there, but then someone maybe doesn't realize how oh, they long realize. you've been there. You're never going to convince me they don't realize. Okay. Eddie, what about you? I, see, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but I love to hold doors for people, and some people just won't say thank you, and it makes me so mad. I'm like, I waited for you, held the door open, and you just walked by like you're a king or something. We went to lunch a couple weeks ago, and Eddie is holding the door open for everybody and going, <laughs> hey, I hope you guys come back again. <laughs> Like he works at the restaurant. I love doing it. I love holding the door open for people. He also doesn't look like he works there, so people are confused. <laughs> They're like, what? They're like, huh? Lunchbox, what's yours? Oh, it's easy. If I let someone over in traffic, you better give me the wave and acknowledge that I let you in. Ooh. Or else I'm going to give you the, hey, I just let you in. Like, And I can do a sarcastic wave at them saying, hey, don't worry. <laughs> you wave from behind them when they won't? They don't even see you? When they don't, when they get over and they don't wave and acknowledge it, I wave and like, yeah, it's cool. Don't worry. I just let you in. You could have given me some acknowledgement. Let me know I did a good deed. Oh, so irritating. Do you wave back at people if they give you the toot? If you're <laughs> at a traffic light, and let's say you're looking at your phone. Because if I'm just sitting at a light, I will look at my phone. Do you wave back to them and say, hey, thank you, if they toot you? Or are you like, okay, sorry? Oh, no, I just go. I don't think I get frustrated like, oh, sorry. But I don't I do not do either. I just go. Here's the rule. The double toot is a friendly, hey, I'm looking out for you. Oh. You should go. Yeah, if you go, bam, bam, that's just a hey reminder. The one toot is I'm irritated. You need to go, which then irritates me. So as a rule, we as a show and we as everybody listening – the double toot is a friendlier. Two honks are friendly. One honk is not. I can see that. Because I will go, oh, hey, sorry about that. If I get the double toot. If I get the one, I get out of the car. Oh, I'll walk back. I, I'll walk back and I start slapping their window. <laughs> no, you yeah. don't. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox said his wife was sideswiped on the road. Yeah, she got hit and ran, dude. Someone hit her car and kept on going. So she's in the far left lane. There's a like a pickup truck in the middle lane and a semi on the far right. Semi kind of comes over, so that truck swerves over into my wife's lane, <laughs> scrapes the front of her car, and just keeps on going. Do you think they knew? Oh, they knew. They, there was paint and scratches all on the side of my wife's car. I mean, how do you not know when you hit another vehicle when you're going 50 miles an hour, you can feel a bulk? What are you supposed to do if you're – obviously stop if you hit somebody. But I'm saying if someone's coming into your lane and then it forces you to go into someone mm-hmm. else's lane, whose fault is that? I think it's yours if you hit the car. Yeah. But if a car's forcing you over, I know. you know, if you get a witness – 
Can you get out of well, that? Well, it's almost bones like the chain reaction, you know, when a car in front of you breaks and then you stop, but then the car behind you hits them and then it keeps going. The person who hits you is always at fault, no matter how, why it was caused. How messed up is your wife's car? Uh, it's got some scratches and some a little dent, but I mean, it'll be repaired. You know, I'll just take it to the dealership and be like, hey, fix this. But my wife had the option to either let that truck hit her or she could have hit the concrete wall. So I think she made the right decision. Did she have time to make a decision or did it just happen? That didn't happen. She just said the concrete wall was on her left and she sees this truck coming over and boom, she was already hit. And she was like, oh, I pulled over and the truck just kept on going. So, hey, jerk out there with the silver (laughs) truck. I got your paint on my wife's car. I'm looking for you. You should track him down. You think that I can Best bit ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You start matching the paint on your... Go to that. <gasps> he goes to every car that's silver and says, "Hey, mm-hmm. did you hit my wife's car?" If you know a silver car, tag it. Tag well, it. We, we can narrow it down to silver truck. Yeah, it was a pickup truck. Your kids weren't in the car. One kid was in the car. Ooh, yeah, yeah the stinks. youngest one. That so stinks. she was all. My wife was just all freaking out and shaking, and for about four hours, she was like, "I can't believe it. What if something would have happened? What if something?" I yeah. mean, and I'm like, "I understand, but you're okay. It's good. You know the." Highlander held up just fine, and that person's a jerk. So shout out Highlander. Do you have a deal with them? Yeah, Toyota Cool Springs. I'll drop it off. <laughs> Let me I, tell I you. knew something seemed fishy about that. Hey, that name check there. Hey, Toyota Cool Springs. I'll drop it off. They'll give it a little touch up, get those scratches out, and oh, so like it's me. not even yours. Oh, it's my wife's car. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. so it's not like a dealership giving you a car. No, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. wait. But she pays for her own stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's her car. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She bought that car. Speaking of kids, Raymundo, what's happening with you and your wife's surrogacy? Are you guys oh. still in the middle of that? We are, and you have to decide a year in advance. You have to pay the five hundred dollar upfront fee. So you basically have to say, "Hey, we're still interested in this, or we're gonna just not." stick with those eggs for another year. Did this just happen where you had to decide? Yeah, they said, hey, in the next two weeks, you need to tell us if you want to try and do surrogacy right now, where I would then make them an embryo, or are we waiting a whole nother year? So we'd have to pay up front. And we decided. We gave them our our statement, and I said, let's wait another year. I'm just not ready to be a dad. So you gave them 500 bucks to basically store her eggs. Correct, and that can be up for years upon years, but you always have to give them that year ahead of time. Are you guys looking to pay someone now to be a surrogate, or are you still thinking of your sister? I think it's my sister. I really do need to get her down here and have an actual talk with her. I believe that was discussed on the bachelorette party when they are all drinking. Not the best time probably to talk about that, or... or (laughs) Have a real commitment there. But we've also had other family members say, hey, I'm interested in carrying your kids. So, I mean, I, I believe we have options, honestly. If you're wondering why Ray's choosing surrogacy, his wife had cancer. Yeah, and I believe it's almost impossible for her to have kids. You can attempt it, but it's very unlikely for the kid to actually then be born. So you guys feel if you're going to have kids, you either have to adopt or have them via surrogate. Correct, is what the doctors have told us. You want kids? Yeah. I was a child of three. I mean, I'm used to a full household. How many kids do you want? Definitely Max is two. Uh, probably going to be twins because we have twins in the family. <laughs> I think Ray's going to be a great dad. No, it's probably going to stress me out, but I mean, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. If you see, you see him with kids, like he's really good. Yes. The last kid I saw him with was yours, and he was extremely drunk. Right. With the I kid. mean, he, well, we <laughs> yeah. need to work yeah. on... Ray is like Joey from Friends, in case you're wondering. He looks like Mark Ruffalo, but he acts like Joey from Friends. Yeah. And yeah, we need to work on, you know, um, what's appropriate and what's not. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's still good with kids. I agree with that. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 
there's a third grader in New Jersey. She's having a bad day in class, and the teacher says, hey, what's wrong? And the girl just starts crying and says, hey, I'm starving. My mom lost the job. We don't have any food. So the teacher contacts a social worker that works in the school. They get together, and they come up with a plan, and they get her six months of groceries. They got them a new car. They got the mom a new job. Wow. And so now everything's on the up and up. All at school. All at school because the teacher said, what's wrong? Dang. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby's Big Story. An off-duty police officer is under investigation after they allegedly left a gun behind in a school bathroom, and that gun was discovered by three young students. The incident happened March 6th at about 2.30 p.m. at Catherine Cook School when three young girls told their teachers they found a gun when they were inside a girl's restroom. Police said the school security responded to the scene and secured the firearm. A police report was filed. They discovered that the gun actually belonged to an off-duty Chicago police officer who worked as a security guard at the private institution. I tell you, I thought it would be a guy. They said girls' bathroom. Oh, yeah, no, that threw me. I'm like, what was he doing in the girls' bathroom? And was it a he? It does, the story never said, but I was thinking about this last night when I read it. I wonder if this cop couldn't find the gun. They knew they misplaced it. And they're like, oh, I've looked everywhere. Mm. I don't know where it could be. And they're like, oh, boy, this could be trouble. And obviously it is. How old were these kids? Like, what was the school? The school was... Catherine Cook School. Yeah, I was... It doesn't say. I don't know. I mean, I would have met... I don't know. It's kind of a tell me something good that nothing bad happened. They're described as young girls, Okay. No, I... I get it. I just wonder if this cop knew they were missing the gun. I would think they have to know. Like, you know your gun's not with you, (laughs) and you're trying to track back your steps. And you're like, all right, where could that gun be? And then all of a sudden you get a call, and you're like, ah. But I would think if you sit down on the toilet, you take your gun off your waist. I mean, I left my phone in the toilet. In the toilet? Well, that's no, weird. No, 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 like on the side of the toilet. Yeah, you put it's your in my phone pocket. on the side of a public toilet? Well, yeah, it's in my pocket. It's weird. If it... <laughs> <laughs> so I get the gun. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't, I feel bad that my brain automatically went to that it was a guy. Well, that guys do in, dumb things like that. In the girls' bathroom, but you're right. It could have been a female. But again, that shows we give more respect to uh, females mm-hmm. than, than dumb guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. You hope. You're glad, too, they didn't just take the gun, sell it. Some, they're playing with it and accidentally shoot yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah. That's All that good, bad yeah. could have happened. Uh, let's do another story here. Bobby's Other Story. Police in Georgetown, Kentucky, are investigating what they're calling a swatting incident. You know what that is? Uh, uh, when you call the like the police to show up to someone's house? Like 911, and you go, there's an incident at the yeah. house, and they come and send the SWAT team, and they like mm-hmm. bust in, and the people in the house had nothing to do with the call. It was right. a prank. Yeah. So police say they received a call that said, uh, I just shot my mom. <gasps> it was a male voice on the phone. The dispatcher goes, huh, where are you? And so they sent a team out. Here's a clip from the news. This is from Lex 18 News in Lexington, Kentucky. A call came into the Scott County Sheriff's Office from a man who said that he had shot one of his family members at a home down the street. But as it turns out, no one had been shot or was even in danger. Sheriff's deputies, EMTs, and other emergency teams raced to Brant Court pursuing the incident as an active shooting situation. But behind the scenes, the Sheriff's Office says their dispatch team quickly identified something was off about the call that came in, causing deputies on the scene to also treat it like a swatting incident. So they have everybody go, all right, come out of the house, come out slowly. And so everybody in the house is like, what's happening? 
and they're told to walk out That's of the scary. house. They're like, we're not going to hurt you if you come out. And they're just like, wait, I'm watching Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> we got gun smoke going over here, just having a day. And all of a sudden, you want us to come walking out of the house? They're fine. They're still trying to find who made the call. They said one of those apps where you could make it look like it was coming from a different number oh. was used. That swatting stuff is... It's not cool. It's bad news. And at times, SWAT teams have busted in and people have been hurt or killed mm. because the cops are busting in thinking something's going on. Man, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, too. I think this ends up being some country music news on Friday. The Bobby cast that I recorded yesterday with Jimmy Allen, he came over to the house and talked a lot about Morgan Wallen and how he reached out to Morgan Wallen and that story. He was talking about how when he talked to Morgan Wallen, people were upset with his response to what happened. With the Morgan Wallen thing, a lot of people were upset with my response. After it happened, I reached out to Morgan. I said, bro, no matter how drunk, whatever, whatever you get, there's three things we can't do. Can't say the N-word if you ain't black. Can't say the F-word if you ain't gay and you can't beat women. It's three things. I said, was I personally offended? No. The reason why, and this is from me being black, talking to a bunch of black people. First of all, the way he said it, he he didn't do the, he didn't use the ER. <laughs> and it was like, okay. So that's why a lot of black people, we laughed at it. it was like, oh, okay, well, he, he said it right. He also talked more about how he took time to talk to Morgan to find out what was going on instead of bashing him on social media. When Morgan said what he said, I had two choices. I could yell at him and bash at him on social media or it could take some time. It took me personally calling Morgan and I told him, I said, bro, whether you like this or not, I'm inserting myself into your life. Because first and foremost, man, you're a father. You know, let's, you can't say that. that. That word's done. Now, how do we handle this alcohol situation? You know, how do we handle your outburst? How do we handle the reckless behavior. There's so many things than just the N-word, and I feel like everybody was just focusing on that, man. This is a guy that, a fellow country artist that we've seen struggling for years now. You know what I mean? And no one cared until he said the N-word. We talked about it for like 20 minutes or so. I didn't bring it up. I think eventually I would have asked him something about it, because I felt like he was extremely sensible whenever he finally said what he said. And I was like, man, there is there's pain and sensibility, because I suffer from it all the time. Because when that happened, I was like, hey, you can't cancel the guy, but he is going to have to go away for a bit. And I was getting hit by, I can't believe you're not canceling him. And I was getting hit by the, what do you mean he has to go away for a bit? You're not playing his songs today. You're So I was just like, man, because I had a, an approach that wasn't on one of the sides, I don't have a lot of allies. Because your allies come from polarity. You get on a side where everybody's you know, crazy and being polar, and you can find your buddies to go and fight with you. But if you're sensibly in the middle, that's the danger zone. I find myself in that zone a lot, especially when it comes to politics, too, because it just don't fit on either side sometimes at all. And I talk about that on this show, and you want to talk about me getting lit up by both sides. And Jimmy was talking about that with the Morgan Wallen situation, because I was like, did you feel like you were being sensible? And because of that, you had no allies. And he was like, yeah, because I had people going, why aren't you canceling them? You're a black guy. Then I had people going, what do you mean he needs to, Jimmy said the same thing, take some time and figure it out. You know, it was, it's a really good interview. That's about 20 minutes of it. But he also talked about him hanging out with Kobe. He's been like, oh, he's wow. met Kobe like eight times. It's a really good interview. It's been a while since Jimmy and I just been able to sit down for an hour and, and just talk for a while. But it'll be out Friday on the Bobbycast. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds really cool. good. And I love how he, you know, was there for Morgan. And he said, whether you like it or not, I'm inserting myself in your life. Like, you clearly need... <laughs> somebody right now that's going to care about a lot of what's going on with you. That's cool. 
Yeah, he's good. He's a good guy. Yeah. This is not up right now, by the way. So don't come to me when I can't find it. <laughs> it will be up Friday if you uh, search for the Bobby Cast, which is my music only podcast, where we talk about new music each week. We have you know a new artist or a songwriter come by. You can hear that whole interview there. It's about an hour long. All right, search for the Bobby Cast. Subscribe. Thank you very much. All right. That's the news. Close it up. Bobby's Big Story. Let's put on Dana in Lincoln, Nebraska, who has called to play some of this Bobby feud. Hey, Dana, how are you? Hi, it's actually Dina with an I. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Dina. No, that's okay. No, I'm I'm a loser. (laughs) 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 She's awesome. Okay, Dina, I'm going to give you a chance to win a $50 gas gift card just by hopping on the phone here. We're going to play the Bobby Feud. Who do you think plays the best at the Bobby Feud? If it, is it Amy? Is it Lunchbox? Is it Eddie? The winner with the most points, if you pick them, you win that gas card. So who would you like to team up with? Can I ask you what the category is? The category is they surveyed 5,000 Americans, the top things we want to do once the pandemic ends. Oh, I would say then then it'd be Eddie. Okay, Eddie, she has chosen you. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Now, Amy, you'll go first. Remember, if you get the number one answer on the board, that's worth one point because it's the easiest one to get. There are 10 answers on the board. Now that we're seeing the vaccine working, 10% of Americans are now vaccinated, by the way. We are rolling, rolling, rolling down the river. We're about to get it going here. They surveyed Americans. What do you want to do once COVID-19 ends officially? Amy, you're up first. Hug. Hug. Good one. Show me hug. <laughs> number three answer. Okay. Three, three points there for all you. All right, all right. Oh, Here man, we go. I don't go. even think that's small. <laughs> hug and shake hands is it number oh, three. Okay. okay, they're the same. All right, uh, travel. Show me travel. <laughs> number two answer. Oh, I got three and two. Okay. Uh, see family. Show me see the family. Oh. That's the number one answer. Oh, wow. We got one, two, and three. So okay. right now you have six points. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. the easy ones. Mm-hmm. What's next? Concerts. Yep. Good one. Survey says. <laughs> number five. Gosh, okay. Amy. All right. Um, have a party. Ooh. She says have a party. Is have a party on the board. That's number six. <laughs> Domination. You're killing it right now. Okay. Huh. Well, that's about all. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in trouble. Um, I guess we're getting ready to hugging and doing hand. Uh, okay. Um, maybe some people haven't honestly eaten out really. So eating out. Yeah. Show me oh, eating out. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I thought that was good, Amy. Well, I mean, that's what I had. Yeah. Amy, you have 17 points though. Thanks. Nice job. Lunchbox, still some big points left on the board. What's uh, something we want to do once the pandemic ends? Sporting event, live sporting event. That's it. Show me. Go to a sporting event. Number 10. Come on. Number four. We have the (laughs) top six answers off the board. Seven, eight, nine, and ten are all still there. What else could there be, huh? Okay. You know... Bobby says these are dying, but man, you want to get out of the house. You want to go to the movies. Oh, I want to go to the movies. I want to sit in a movie theater, hear that surround sound, big screen. Give me go to the movies. Show me go to the movies. Yeah. 
Number eight. I would not have thought of that. Lunchbox. Three answers on the board. It's seven, nine, and ten. Still plenty of points all around for you guys. <sighs> Let me see. What else have I not done that I really want to do? The top things Americans want to do once the pandemic ends. Guys, come on. People probably been just shopping online. They want to go shopping. He says go shopping. shopping. Show me go shopping. Oh. oh. What? You guys don't want to go to the mall? Yeah. Come on. Amy has 17 points. Lunchbox has 12 points. Oh. Eddie, there are still 26 points on the board. Oh, boy. Okay. Three answers left. I cannot believe this has not been said. But, guys, as soon as it's over, we got to go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. The restaurant? That's what I... The club, bar, let's go. Show me go to the bar. (laughs) What number? I thought that was Number seven. Number seven. The same as what? Restaurant. I mean... Not I said go out to eat, so it's different. Go to the bar is different than go to, out to a restaurant. Eddie, there you go. Thank you. You are, you, heck, you can get number 10 and tie it up. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This, is, this one's weird. I don't really know how many people want to do this, but I'm sure there are some people out there that have been working at home. They want to go back to work. Show me go back to work. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> All right, back around. Amy, there are two answers on the board. If you get out of one of these, you clinch and you win. Okay. Well, I know a lot of parents are pumped for their kids to go back to school. <laughs> Somehow, has that worked in there? Like physical school? Physical school. Sure. Show me physical school. Oh. No. <laughs> you baited her. <laughs> I didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, I thought you that was did. it. You're like, I oh, thought good. that was it. You shook your head. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Okay. Lunchbox. Yeah. Man. Two answers left on the board. Would Are they so obvious what we're going to be like, what? Um, well, yeah, one of them's obvious-ish. <laughs> it's so obvious, I don't think you'll guess it. I mean, it's so obvious. So and that's actually at number 10, the big one. The other one is like, oh, yeah, I get it. I'm not going to do it, but I get it. Okay. Ah, man. Oh, so obvious that we should get it, and it's at number 10. What is something you want to do when the pandemic is over? Two I'm, answers left on the board. The only thing I can think of, guys, and kids, families, they want to go to this. They want to go to the, the, the amusement park. Yes. They want to go to the amusement park. Disneyland, Disney, Disney World, okay. SeaWorld. Okay. Show me go to the amusement park. What? Eddie, if you miss this, it's over. It's over. And Amy wins with 17 points. If you get it right, you're still in the running. There are two answers left on the board. We end it when three strikes in a row happen. Okay. I didn't do much of this. But I know a lot of people had to because of work. So I'm going to say never Zoom again. <laughs> never zoom again. They want to go. Oh, they. I see what you're saying. You never do zoom again. Oh, the zoom, zoom the zoom. app. Yeah, I got you. I was like, what? Right. I mean, that. Uh, I don't even understand. That. No, is that not good? Well, I just feel like they're change, probably, I'll change it. No, that's probably good. But if they're just because the the pandemic's over, probably that's all we did. Yeah, but people want people are going to continue to zoom. 
Well, okay. Do you think he got it right or wrong? I don't know. I'm on the fence oh, about that's it. Stupid. I'll it's change it. It's a good one. It. No, it's a good I one. Can't I can't change it. I think he got it wrong. It's a good one. Show me. What is your official answer? I don't know. Never zoom again. Yeah. Show me. Oh. Never zoom again. That's good. No! Delete zoom is at number. Nine. But but you're not gonna be able to delete. Stuff. That's what that was the one you I said. I'm anything. not gonna do it. Right. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Eddie. Good one, Eddie. It all comes down to this. Amy's 17. Amy's uh, okay. Amy's 17. Eddie's 16. Oh my God. Do you get this right? I mean, I don't know. I, I I know a lot of people that would love to do this right now. They would love to trash the mask. Come oh, on. Yeah, never wear trash a mask. Trash the mask. That's a good one. To never wear a mask. Come on, bud. <laughs> Trash the mask. Give ha- it to me. How did you not have any and now you just thought of two? I don't know. Look, they're all scratched out. Hmm. Let's go over to Dina. Hey, Dina, do you think Eddie gets that right or no? Trash the mask. I don't know. I didn't think that Zoom was going to be on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go with it. I yeah. think you'll get it. Amy's the, questioning that these are even Amy. legit answers. No, they are legit answers. I just he even pulled up his scratch paper and went, "Here are my Look, answers." I know. I was. Imp- I wasn't questioning him for real. The, I was you're just like, questioning wow. the integrity of Bobby Feud. Is that what we're no, hearing? No, I know he's not doing First anything. First, you argue I can with Steve, and now me. Go ahead. Is it trash the mask? Come I bet on, it bones. is. Do you want to come bones. look? Sure. If he gets it right, he beats you. Come on, bud. Find the winner. The caller wins. That's right. It's for Dina. Oh. Oh, it's not you it. Can do the call, you can do the call to Ray and see if he hits it. Like, show me, whatever. Go ahead. Okay, call. How, Ray, show me. Trash the mask. Oh! <laughs> Come on! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That is correct. And Dina, that was for you! Dina, congratulations, Woo! you won. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Dina, how do you feel? I feel good. I feel good because this is like the first time that I've called in in a long time. And when I was talking, I think it was Morgan number two that I was talking to. Um, I've been listening to you since the Jill days. So oh, wow. this is awesome. Thanks. <laughs> wow. She feels good. Eddie, how do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Oh, uh, there it is. Congratulations. Play his winning that. song. Make clutch with that. But the mask one was the one I said I can't believe we weren't already thinking it. Trash the mask. I didn't say trash. Okay, stop with your slogan like you made up a slogan. I'm going to make bumper stickers. (laughs) We don't want to trash the mask yet. No, 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 we don't. We're almost there, though, yeah. Lisa in Mississippi has called us. Appreciate that call. Lisa, what's going on? Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. I just want to let y'all know that my husband and I and my daughter Emily in Mobile, Alabama are all super fans of y'all, but I have got a serious question to ask. Okay. Um, Last year, my husband and I had tickets to go see Brantley Gilbert the first weekend in May at Red Rocks. So I'm from Mississippi. Red Rocks is in Denver, so we bought airline tickets and everything, and you know what happened. It got canceled. So, um, this year we decided just to keep our tickets because it was already a done deal and uh, we have airline credits to use for this year. It's for May the 7th. I know you said we're going to have concerts later in the summer. Do you think it's safe for me to go ahead and purchase those airline tickets? It hasn't been canceled yet. Yeah, it's a, May's a kind of a dicey month. I'm going to... I'm not going to say safe because I don't know. All I'm going to do now 
is communicate with you from what I've learned through industry people, obviously from watching what the CDC is saying and my friends who are artists, right? So I don't have an official answer, but I'm going to tell you from my gut instinct, I would bet May 7th, you could probably go to that show. Now, for a couple of reasons. One, the vaccine distribution is so heavy, meaning they were going, if we can do a million a day, that's great. We're at two and a half million a day at this point. We have 10% of Americans being vaccinated. Even if you don't agree or you're not going to get the vaccine, that's irrelevant in this conversation because some things just won't open if people don't have the vaccine or we don't have enough people that have been vaccinated. That being said, I think by May 7th, enough people will have it. Not that it's wide open, but I do think there's a great 63% chance that concert happens. It's just a little more 50-50, but I put it at 63% as a random number that I'm going to assign to it for absolutely no reason other than <laughs> I do feel like if I were going to bet on it, I would bet that show happens. Now, with airlines now, you can still, with almost all of them, get extremely refundable tickets because they just want anyone to buy flights. So is, there, is that an option for you? Well, we already have airline credit, yeah. so i got to use those credits. So, Can you use it, um, though, you know, and then if it doesn't work out, account. get the credit again? Like, hey, we're not going to be able to use this. Can I get right. that credit back? Keep my ticket again for another year. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, if it gets moved this time, I bet it gets canceled. You know? Uh-huh. Well, you know, we love Brantley Gilbert, and we've always wanted to go to a Red Rocks concert. So it happened, and we were like, this is the one we want to go to. Check I would, I would bet that it happens. You may have to wear a mask. May is still kind of a little bit of wild, wild west right now because we're moving faster than we thought. We could be, I mean, like I said, heck, Alaska's like, hey, everybody, come on in. Alaska's right now is going, we're vaccinating everybody, 16 and older. Some states are doing better than other states, obviously. But I think there's a good shot that that show happens. In July, it's pants down, let's party. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's go. We're, we're at festivals, we're concerts, and we're rocking. So, but I think there's a good shot at that. By the way, who says pants down, let's party? Don't think I've ever know. heard that before. Just you, man. Like, Pretty cool what, slogan, yeah. though, huh? What do you have going on at your festivals? Hey, thank you, Lisa. I hope you have a great day. I hope you get to go to that show. Brantley's great live. You'll love him. Okay. We've seen him several times. We love Brantley. Well, then, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. Y'all, too. Bye-bye. Got a couple stories I want to share with you. Oh, I... I don't watch Pawn Stars as much, but I do love if I'm flipping through on PBS. <laughs> Antique Roadshow. That show. Is that, that's what created Pawn Stars, right? Let, don't get it twisted about the original. The antique, the, these people come up, it's like an old grandma. I got this quilt that's passed down <laughs> from three generations. I'm just trying to get $7. And they're like, well, man, let me look at it. You only want 7 uh, This thing is a, a 1422 Machinchki, and it's worth $7 million. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They're so old with no energy. I love it. Oh. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, again, this is one of those stories. A small porcelain bowl sold 35 bucks at a yard sale. Turns out it's a 15th century Chinese artifact worth about half a million dollars. Oh, Crazy. my goodness. An unidentified Connecticut man bought the bowl at a yard sale. Here's the thing. If I buy this bowl, I'm also not going to go, I want, let me take this somewhere and see what it's worth. I got a lot of bowls in my house. I've never once <laughs> taken any of them anywhere to see how much they're worth. That makes me think he bought the bowl thinking, this looks interesting. Maybe I should have it checked out. And he wasn't like, oh, this bowl's pretty. Can't wait to put it in my house. He sent photos to Sotheby's seeking an evaluation. They determined it dates back to the Ming Dynasty, about half a million bucks. Dang. They say it's exceptional and rare. 
Man, what if you're the person that sold it to that guy for $35 oh, and I you know. read this article? <laughs> and you probably thought you were ripping them off for th- charging $35. Right. He's elbowing his wife. Honey, I <laughs> got him. Do you go back and He's maybe like, throw honey, that? Honey, this, this id right here just bought that bowl for $35. He didn't even haggle. <laughs> Do you go back and give that family a little more? They sold it. I it know. wasn't like a lottery ticket where someone's, I guess it depends how fancy their house was when I went to the yard sale. <laughs> if they're doing all right, I probably don't. If they're not, then you got to feel bad because they were sitting on that and they just had no idea. Lady Gaga has not paid the $500,000 reward for the return of her dogs. Not yet, anyway. Remember when this happened? I said, okay, this is a little too fishy. These dogs randomly being tied to a pole. Someone finds them randomly. Because you don't go to the police when you find dogs. You go and you call, like, the animal shelter. But this person found the dogs and called police. Chance that she saw it on the news. But the chance that you see it on the news, you find the dogs, you call. It was a little too chancy for me. I got a little flag for saying that, too, by the way. But now Lady Gaga's like, I want to wait a second because I want to make sure the woman who returned the dogs had nothing to do with the theft. According to TMZ, the people who stole Lady Gaga's two French bulldogs and shot her dog walker, that may have been part of a gang initiation, and the woman who found the dogs hasn't received her $500,000 reward because cops have not cleared her yet. TMZ says cops told Gaga not to pay the reward until they figure out what's up in the crime. Again, they don't know that she's involved. I'll say that, too. I'm not saying that she is involved, but for me, it was a little too fishy that someone finds two dogs and calls the cops immediately. Is the gang initiation still just a possibility, or they really feel strongly towards that? May have been a part of a gang initiation. Uh. Why do you say, uh? Because, like, that's something that I thought of, and I didn't, because, like, who does that? And so, yeah, when you're trying to get into a gang, they'll have you do just about anything that's Awful. What gang has you shoot pug owners? Yeah, that's I weird. mean, oh, there's our, our people Bulldog that have you do I don't worse. see them meeting in the garage being like, well, this is the right. big initiation. We the, the, about. Yes, the no, first they French do. Bulldog takeovers <laughs> happen at 3rd and Johnson Street. <laughs> no, sometimes. We got another set of French Bulldogs coming out around the, the, the region's bank. Yeah. Sometimes it could just be, it doesn't even I, matter. It just could be you have to kill somebody. That's it. Like, figure your figure out your target. That sounds real. It's up to you. And They didn't try to kill this guy, though. Oh, they just shot him or in the shot, head. Shoot somebody, whatever. Yeah. The, well, there's different levels. I still think they knew that was Lady Gaga's dogs. Yeah. What That's the- just quite the coincidence. Mm. I know. And the fact they didn't shoot the dogs, I think they probably wanted the money from the dogs, even if they didn't know they were Lady Gaga's dogs. There is, you know, a black market dog trade mm. happening. So. That's terrible. And who do they get to go? Because you got to find someone not connected to go turn them in. But how not connected can you be? To go, yeah, I'll do it. Hmm. You're still connected in a way. Somehow, yeah. And if the cops didn't feel like something was up, they wouldn't say something might be up. You know? This whole story is just so bizarre. So bizarre. So <laughs> bizarre. How bizarre. Let me take one call real quick. Uh, this is, so this is the girl who called yesterday and sang on her voicemail. Oh. Remember she sang yeah. fancy? Yeah, that's fancy. Yeah. That was yesterday. I, my days are confused. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, Azalee, Azalee, is that your name? Hey, it's Azalee. Azalee. Okay, you heard us play you on the show. What'd you think? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Bobby, you have no idea. You made my year when I heard that. Like, I feel like I made it, even though I really haven't made it, but I feel like I made it because you played my voice message nice. on your show. Like, I can't even believe it. My my plan was to basically call every day during the week <laughs> and leave 
a voice message, and I figured at some point y'all'd get sick of me calling and and like who's this girl singing? And I figured on day like 169 that y'all nice. would probably play me, but not on the very first day. Like I could not believe it. Are you a singer? Yes. You heard the challenge I gave you though, right? Yeah, the Blink One Eighty Two. I called and left another voice message. Oh, you did? <laughs> did you yeah. guys listen? We get so many, honestly. That did you hear it yet? Hold on, let me ask Scuba. Literally, literally thousands of voicemails every night, so yeah. I, I didn't get to that one, unfortunately. Okay. That's what I figured. Yeah, you got lucky yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. That's why I knew it was such an honor that, like, I got that y'all played mine. Like, I'm just freaking out. Do you want to give us a live shot here at Blink 182? Sure, why not? All right, here okay, she here is. Azalee, right? Azalee, what is it? Azalee, yeah. Azalee. Azalee. Let's see if she has what it takes. She's going to sing Blink 182. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Say it ain't so, I will not go. Turn the lights off and carry me home. And keep your lips still and I'll be your thrill. And I will go on my little windmill. Okay, we'll clap for that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. I don't think it was as strong as Reba, but it was a weird song for me to request, right? Yes, very. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like, yeah, I, I had to do what I could do with that. <laughs> if you go and it's like, hey, sing something for us, what do you sing? Like, what's your jam song? Okay, so my go-to song is a Faith Hill song called, um, oh my gosh, I'm losing it, but uh, Stand By Me. Wait, Benny King, Stand By Me? or Faith? Is, or is no, that... Faith Hill. It may not be called Stand By Me, but there's like a stand in there. It's called, <laughs> I think it's called Stand By Me. Okay, let's hit, we, need, we have like 30 seconds before we got to go. Ray's telling me to wrap this up. Um, hit me with a little bit of that. Okay, here we go. I stand in one place, different name, different face, and no one's going to see me break down and cry. So won't somebody Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We, we, we like you. We like your spirit. Your prize today is going to be that you get to say your Instagram name out on the air and people can come follow you so you can start to build that, that internet music career. Okay. It's Azalee29. A-Z-A-I-L-E-E-2-9. Okay. Congratulations on all your followers. Hey, we love your spirit. <laughs> Keep working at it. Give us a call in like another oh month God. or so. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. bye. All right, there you go. So right when the pandemic was hitting, remember when they were holding all those people on the cruise boats? Oh, yeah. For weeks at a time? Oh, it was awful. And they were like, let us out. We've kind of forgotten about this. They were <laughs> live streaming going, let us off the boat. Yeah. And everyone was so scared of COVID because there was so little out about it. They were like, nope, you got it. You stand on the boat. It's a wild time. And you think back at, I think about that from the beginning of COVID. I think about Tiger King. Like the things that really taste like early COVID. Yeah. Early, uh, like the lack lockdown. of toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like that feels and tastes like early COVID to me. Mm-hmm. But so they open up the cruise ships again and they're going, okay, let's let's go do some cruises. Ray, didn't you invest like 50 bucks or something in a cruise ship? Yeah. I said go with Royal and Carnival because I felt like they're going to skyrocket. Did they? Yes. they've. Some have tripled, some have fivefold. It's amazing. Yeah, people have made a lot of money. How much did you invest? Uh, a couple hundred. And have you cashed out? No, it's still there. The launch of Royal Caribbean's newest ship is off to a choppy start. Six workers on the Odyssey of the Seas cruise liner, which is currently uh, about to hit this maiden voyage, tested positive for COVID. 
and we're quarantined immediately. I just think we're going to see these stories happening until 90% of people get the vaccine. Yeah. But not a good headline. It's like, all right, cruise ships, here we go. We're going back in. We got to stop again because people have COVID. Mm -mm. I'm not going on a boat for a while. Do you know what, what vaccine section you're in? What do you mean? Well, everyone's in, you know, 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. Oh, no. Oh, you have no idea. I have no idea. I think even you will be able to get the vaccine with just being 40 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. In three weeks or so. Okay. That would be amazing. Alaska said, everybody, free for all. If you're 16 or older, it don't matter. Like, come get the vaccine. Because so many places, even here, if you drive an hour out of town, you got Walmart sitting there with just a whole day's full, and they're like, Nobody's coming. So eventually, our lawmakers are going to go, all right, just get it if you can. And they'll just open it up. And they'll just open it up. So right now, 2A is probably where you're going to fit because you're media. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know if I had anything with media, if any of us did, if that got us anywhere. I hadn't really looked into it. I do know that in my mind, I prefer maybe getting the Johnson & Johnson one. See, I don't. I would rather have the Moderna or the Pfizer. You just like the I'm name, sure. the brand name. I know. I just like that they make baby products, yeah. and I'm sure they put a lot of care into it. It is only one shot. That's true. But the Moderna and or Pfizer are slightly stronger. Mm-hmm. What category are you? Do you know? Well, I have some medical conditions that I haven't really talked about on the air, and I'm mm-hmm. earlier than I think... I even thought. Wow. So. Cool. Yeah. I mean, not really. I mean, mean, bad medical conditions, good, higher up on the. But also, I don't have a spleen either, which is a different thing. I guess I could be, I think I got all kinds of stuff wrong with me. (laughs) I wonder if Caitlin could be, get it bumped up because she's your caregiver. Uh, Officially, probably. Although I don't know that she's officially my caregiver, but she is my caregiver. Well, why wouldn't she be? (laughs) She likes Listen, I ain't pushing that. (laughs) All right. That's what's up. We will see you tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Amy's daughter wants to sing a song to audition for, it's like theater. Yes, the school play. But Amy's like, I don't know if you can sing that oh, song. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll do that on tomorrow's show. All right, bye, everybody. Yeah. Bobby Bones. Show.